one of the things that is really critical to any growing community is continually articulating the value your community has to your internal stakeholders. Welcome back to Titans of Customer Engagement, a customer experience podcast from Koros. You are looking for the next step toward creating a connected customer experience. And this is the place to learn from industry peers and leaders how to build a CX strategy with human connection so that you can create customers for life. Let's get started. Welcome. I'm Philippe Mesritz, VP of Customer Experience and Operations here at Coros, and your host for today. I'm excited to have Anna Chu on the show. She's the Senior Product Marketing Manager at Microsoft and someone that we consider a titan of customer engagement. I found out that she made this mean espresso martino and is a licensed bartender in Australia. It's a bit different than what you do now, isn't it? It is a little bit different, but in some ways it can be the same. If you think about understanding what core ingredients you need and method in which you need to create something special. So yeah, it's kind of similar in that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. And so with that, in that in mind, actually, we've talked about communities and how to like look at them in different phases of their life cycle and maturity. So you had the opportunity to start the Microsoft community from scratch and grown it significantly over the last six years. So talk a little bit about how it's different from a starting community and maybe the ingredients that you needed or whatever that looks like. And then from to what you have now. Yeah. So I really feel that, you know, when it comes to community development, I apologize for any background noise because I am working from home and uh, trucks decide to come through on a Friday, which is very bizarre. When you start off with the community, one of the things that you don't have is any real credibility. You have no proof that your strategy is going to work, especially when it comes to thinking about community as a marketing strategy as opposed to a support strategy. So one of the things I want to clarify for our listeners here is that the Microsoft Tech community was launched by marketing for marketers, but with the vision that it would help our engineering counterparts as well. And so... We were really wanting to create a community that would be a way to nurture future advocates for our products. Uh, and so we wanted to create an environment that was, you know, pretty much neutral to positive towards Microsoft and was allowing us to, when we, you know, publish news or have anything new to announce that it would be fostered in the same environment where there's a lot more positive energy than, say, a support environment where things tend to be a little bit on the negative side because people are complaining about us. That's so in terms of, like, core ingredients, we really wanted to, you know, have buy-in. Um, but, you know, for marketers, they really want to feel like they've got control. Um, and in community, it's definitely uh, an open season. Like, you know, you are opening yourself to likelihood of criticism and, you know, but at the end of the day, if we are operating in a very transparent way and allowing us to, allowing people to have free-flowing conversation with us and, and talking to our customers like real human beings, um, that's really going to build trust and credibility with our audience. And so this takes time. So one of the things that is really critical to any growing community is continually 
articulating the value your community has to your internal stakeholders. Luckily for us, there are many departments, many products specifically, who really understand the value of community-based marketing. But for others, they're a little less uh, assured about it. And so they look at other product teams and say, hey, like they've actually done really well. They've managed to find other advocates who are not only saying how great the product is, but showcasing demos, showcasing best practices. Uh, they're also recruiting others to start their own user groups, etc., etc. And so all of that work is groundwork that starts with seeding a conversation between our community members and us as Microsoft. And so, you know, if I think about some of the essential ingredients for us to, you know, for a starting community, it really is having people who are in the business who really understand the value of community-based marketing, especially for audiences that don't receive marketing messages well, sometimes meaning they don't love being sold to, they don't like ads, right? Uh, and that's really the audience that we play to. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's, we've talked on the podcast about, don't just think about your brand first, think about your audience first and how does that deliver the right value? And so I think that's no different with the way that you think about it. And as, as an obviously tiny company, right? Microsoft doesn't, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. I don't know who Microsoft is. Never heard of you. Um, it doesn't like, I'm sure you don't ever need to articulate with the value. You never have to align to your business objectives. You never have to do these like change management, right? Of course, those are scenarios. <laughs> But in more realistic, like I know as you we've just talked about some of the ingredients at the beginnings. Now, how do you think strategically, convey that information internally? How do you think about that complex puzzle as you've become a more mature organization and a more mature community? I think part of this is due to my own history with Microsoft. So I'm nearing on 15 years at this company and I've worked a whole bunch of different products. I've been in marketing the entire time, but I've always had this theme of better together in any one of my roles. Um, I started off in the dynamic space and that was always the way we went to market as a message. Like we're better together with office, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And so, you know, as I think about the birth of the Microsoft, of tech community, I was also noticing that, you know, our community initially was only focused on Office 365, um, and that was its charter. But our community were asking questions about Azure, uh, Dynamics, a whole bunch of other different things that weren't within the Office 365 silo, if you will. And so it came to a point when I was tasked with this role to say, hey, it may be time to think about this community as the one place for all customers to go to us the questions about Microsoft. And so as we thought about, you know, thinking strategically about this, this new community, we really had that vision in mind and we knew we wouldn't achieve it within three months, let alone a year. This is going to be a year on year struggle to really articulate the value, as I mentioned before. And so, you know, maintaining that that drumbeat, making sure that that message was continuous throughout the way that we built, uh, throughout the time that we built the tech community, um, really helped people understand, you know what, like if we stand on the shoulders of something that is growing, then we are likely to uh, extend our reach to more and more uh, individuals who are interested in Microsoft products. So as I think strategically about that, I also think about the overall needs of the marketing organization. Not only do we need to grow an audience that is amenable to our products. We also think about all of the other ways that we want to reach out to our customers, which includes 
events and back in the day when we used to do in-person events we would do a lot of announcements say hey like you know we've got this event called microsoft ignite coming up microsoft build and now that we've shifted to virtual um that doesn't really uh that still you know helps us a lot because we ultimately are trying to get our customers to not only attend these events but to learn about our the analysis that we push through those motions. So as I think strategically about the tech community, I really see it as a platform that operates horizontally in the way that we connect with our customers. We have so many different mechanisms that will allow us to connect with customers, whether it's through our salespeople, whether it's through email, etc. But this is a lot more, not only two-way, but in one of the things that people um, may not realize that from a community standpoint is that there are so many people who are listening who aren't participating in the conversation. And there are also people who are looking for answers. And that's why SEO is such an important thing. People need to discover all of the great knowledge that's being shared in these conversations that are happening organically. And so that's why we chose Coros was because we really wanted to operate on a platform that allows us to surface all this great knowledge that is coming through. We used to use a, a, a different platform that was sitting behind a firewall. And so nothing could have been seen unless you actually had the login credentials to access this particular network. So, you know, making sure that people are aware that in terms of the community itself it's going to help you reach more customers it will help you be more discoverable to new audiences potential new audiences and it can be a, a the the foundation the the fabric for your marketing strategy if if that's what you want to do from a core principle standpoint because you know i think i've operated in a more traditional marketing world of you know b2b marketing in particular and that's an area that i think could be really interesting for community-based marketing but uh in the tech space specifically tech audiences i think that's a natural fit for them to have community for them to you know go online ask questions find other people who have expertise and um develop you know some sort of relationship with them because they're following them or uh, wanting to uh, learn more from them or develop some sort of like community-based relationship so you know in terms of strategic for me it's it's a no-brainer like community has to be a, a core strategy for the way you go to market but it takes a lot of time for us to convince internal stakeholders that that there is value there yeah i think it's definitely a good point because a lot of companies think of community as it's only a support piece mm -hmm. but that broader reach of being able to say well look at all the way we can surface information and you don't have to marketing doesn't have to be direct selling of hey hello look over here buy this thing it's yeah. the whole like touches and information and an ongoing delivery of that detail mm -hmm. lets you tell your story mm -hmm. in partnership for your customers so they can choose what they want at the right time. And now you've really been able to make it something that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always maintained that if you're the only one saying how great you are, it's, it's going to be less credible, right? You uh, definitely want others who have no real financial benefit of doing that. If they're saying that your product's awesome, then that is, it's a goldmine of, of great potential. So that's enough for me, like that's a, a core tenant of, uh, of community-based marketing. No, I think that's a great point. Mm -hmm. So can, when you look at it in, in that alignment side of things, how have you been able to kind of make that business case that it's worthwhile investment? And how do you show that to people that are the skeptics? in-house? Oh, that's a really good question. For a skeptic, I think it's 
I've seen less skepticism now because there's, it's become viral within the company itself. People see others taking on a community, seeing it grow, reporting it out within their own organization. And then I get this email came saying, hey, so Anna, uh, I want to start a community. Tell me all about it. So, you know, I'm lucky now that after six years of doing this job that, you know, that I'm just taking orders at this point. But a little bit more on that because I don't want to just take orders. I really feel that this is a consultative approach when it comes to the way you go to market. The early days, uh, yes, that was definitely challenging. I think, you know, if you talk to a marketer then and you say, hey, you want to create a, um, you want to grow your audience and you want them to, you want to be able to, when you have an announcement to broadcast that it's being hosted in a place where that is, you know, that has neutral to positive sentiment, they get it. I understand what you're trying to do. To an engineer, I think you need to speak very, very specifically to features and functions in terms of use cases that you want to use a community for, whether it is to, you know, uh, receive feedback from customers, whether it is to get any bug reports, whether it is to have a blog that enables you to showcase new features and roadmap announcements that we've made. You, it's basically a list of all the different things that you can do with community uh, when you're talking to engineering. And then once you list all those things and showcase how you can measure impact and you have one of the things that engineers tend to love is looking at a MAL metric, a monthly active usage metric. And so you can easily do that. And so once you understand your the internal audience that you're marketing to, because ultimately, you know, uh, community itself, it, we need to win over the hearts and minds of the, of the stakeholders that we um, need to be on our side. So understand what their needs are and how you can help them be successful, then you've won them over. Uh, and the same applies to marketers too. And so when people do come to us and say, hey, we want to build, we usually it's on that very specific service uh, level or use case level they say hey I would like to uh, launch a blog on the tech community and we say well great that's awesome but do you realize that when you launch a blog in the tech community it's that's just one non-dual within a nested community strategy a blog doesn't exist on its own it must include a discussion forum um, you also have the opportunity to add an ideas exchange and sort of show them you know this is one tiny puzzle piece but it actually builds a larger picture that is going to help you with a whole bunch of other things that are going to occur over the course of 12 months in and as especially now as I look back we're, we've just finished our fiscal year, um, June 30th, and we're going to start a new one. So there's all these kickoff planning um, meetings that we're doing. And right now we're saying, hey, you know, as you think about your community strategy, think of all the other things that you need to do and just reflect back on the last year. Think of all the different ways the community could have enhanced those particular tactical or strategies. Um, and let's, let us work together with you to help you uh, achieve those goals. It's funny. That's a, a great lead into my, uh, to another question that I was thinking of. Mm. And that's as your organization shifts and changes its plans, how do you handle that? Because one, one of the biggest difficulties that people have with the community sometimes is they've set their architecture and they've set their definition. They, they don't want to change along with the organization. Mm -hmm. Microsoft makes some pretty big sweeping changes at times that has cascading impact. And then you've got different strategy. And since you're going into your next fiscal year planning, mm -hmm. thought it might be a good timing to ask that question of you of mm -hmm. how do you play along with those org shifts? Org shifts are not as harsh as you may think, 
with any, there's always going to be change. Change is the only constant when it comes to anything, really. And the same can be said about Microsoft. If anything, I feel that in the world of community, I've felt the most amount of stability in this job than any other. So it's kind of funny you say that. Uh, I operate on the basis of checking and adjusting, meaning if we do have org changes, then there is a slight adjustment that needs to be made on the community side. A good example is like there's an org change and suddenly someone who was uh, in charge of this community strategy for this particular community, for this particular product rather, then suddenly that person goes away and I've, I've left the hole and I don't have anyone who's taking the lead on a particular uh, product community. And so, you know, I will have to scramble and make sure that I've got coverage along those things. But for the most part, I'm just keeping the lights on where there's a departure. Um, so often, so the way I structure my team is I have a team of community managers who uh, work with all of our stakeholders and are on, in charge of not only onboarding new communities, but also maintaining them and managing them and reporting out if there are any issues or things that are uh, really hot discussions that we need to bubble up to um, leadership or someone who needs to uh, be part of the escalation chain. And so, you know, ultimately, if there are any things that, you know, where we don't know who can really take ownership of something, it always comes down to me and I have to take an ownership of a particular um, challenge. But, you know, those are very minuscule things. Like if there's anything that was super uh, revolutionary. For example, I think the biggest change we all saw was everyone worldwide having to work from home or at least work remotely uh, because of the global pandemic. And a big shift in the way we went to market through events was to go virtual as well. Um, and so we saw a huge amount of reliance on the community as a way to get uh, people to connect, Microsoft people to connect with their community, which is kind of good for me because it meant, oh, awesome like suddenly people understand the value community when they aren't able to connect in person with people now so I, I certainly leaned into that and said hey you know okay so when you do want to launch a blog with us let's think a little bit more holistically and think about you know the way that you need to go to market from uh, now until the foreseeable future we have no idea when we're going to go back to the way things were um, so we've had to adjust the way that the features that we've delivered. So, for example, um, a lot of our events are all about um, technical training or technical readiness. And so we had to create a new video hub on the tech community that allowed for uh, easy cons consumption of on-demand training videos. And so... Uh, and we also knew uh, after spending a lot of time with our stakeholders that they preferred a whole range of different streaming services to uh, produce their content. So whether it was YouTube or Discord or Red Tiger, we were able to host, you know, various streams, various sources onto the video hub. So a lot of, you know, uh, any organizational change requires a lot of listening uh, because when people, nobody really loves change, let's be honest, right? But they also want to know how can they do their jobs now that there is this change. They want to know what stays the same and what, has actually moved for them. And I think luckily for them, I haven't moved roles in the last six years, so I'm always there to answer questions and able to, you know, provide some steady guidance on what they can do in, in the event of change. Um, but, you know, like in the event that I move, uh, I think that will be an interesting, that'll probably be the biggest change in the tech community. But at the same time, you know, we think that, you know, 
it ultimately comes down to the community is a way for the, an organization to stay connected with their customers. And that one, I really can't see a world where that never occurs, you know, exactly. it's the ecosystem that we operate in. So it, the methods in which we do that may change, um, but the, the core principle behind it uh, will stay steady as far as I, I, I'm aware. <laughs> Yeah, there's always going to be a need to to stay connected with your customers. And the second that you stop paying attention to your customers, you're probably not going to last as a company beyond the end of that, like, month. <laughs> um, so great conversation so far. But what do you think, if you or if our listeners are going to take one thing from you, one action, one thing to take away, what would that be? What next steps do they take after this podcast? Oh, whether you're a new community or a mature organization uh, with a community strategy it's so important for you to to just listen to your internal stakeholders as well as your customers I must admit I feel like I listen to my internal stakeholders more just because they are going to be the ones who are most likely to have a, a massive impact to our customers um, we have mechanisms through community to listen to our um, our community feedback, that's for sure, and we use that to funnel feedback up the chain. But in terms of building experiences and building features, if we know, for example, that there's a gap in the way that we market or the, just a gap in the market for anything, our, our internal people are the ones who will be, you know, filling that gap with, with whatever it needs. So... You know, listening is the is the biggest part of the way we do community. And not only listening, but reporting out. If you are just operating in your own little world and not telling people the impact of what you're doing, nobody knows. Nobody knows what you're doing. Um, and you're less likely to continue getting investment. So continue to I'm, – I'm a little – I'm kind of obsessive about it. I do – weekly newsletters i do monthly newsletters i um, make sure that i am part of a whole bunch of different all hands to make sure people understand you know that community is an essential arm to the way you go to market so like as much as you may want to stay in the weeds of building your community make sure that your work doesn't go unrecognized I love it. I think that's actually so I'm going to take that next step as well and talk to my team about how do we get a weekly newsletter going, something that's more regular than what we have now, because I think it's a very good point. Uh, a lot of the times we don't celebrate enough about what, what, what the impact that customer that we have on our customers for our internal stakeholders. So that's a great call out. So thank you for your time. Um, this was a great conversation, and I'm certain our audience and listeners are going to have a great time listening to it. So where can listeners follow you, check out your content, get to get a feel for how y'all run your stuff? Well, you can check out our community on techcommunity.microsoft.com. Um, you don't have to register if you don't want, but I would certainly encourage you all to become members. We have play around, tech, check it out. Um, send me your feedback. If you want to uh, reach me directly, you can certainly use our private message function in the community itself, or you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, if that's what your preference is, you can follow me on uh, at underscore A-C-H-U, so underscore A-C-H-U. And I often report out on um, what we're doing in the community as well as anything else that we do at Microsoft. So check it out. Thanks very much, Anna. Thank you to everyone for listening and until the next time on Titans of Customer Engagement. 
Thanks for spending time with us today on Titans of Customer Engagement, a customer experience podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a review, and spread the word. Your feedback means a lot to us. Continue the conversation on Koros Atlas at community.koros.com. Until next time. The CX world is now digital first. It's what customers expect and Koros can help. Koros is an award-winning customer engagement platform built to turn those siloed interactions with your customer into enterprise value. You can harness the power of human connection across the customer experience from outbound marketing, social, messaging, chat and SMS to owned and digital communities. Customer engagement means staying always connected. Find out how customer-first software and services can make you a titan of customer engagement at Koros.com.